On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. This is Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer-fueled sports show. Saying to myself, they need a role model. They need somebody they can look up to. Here's your host. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Matt and Maddie. What's going on, everybody? A little bonus podcast uh, for early in your post-long weekend week. Uh, I know everybody, maybe right now, wishing that this was the short week. Maybe maybe taking a little bit of a beating like our co-host today has. Uh, Maddie Lang's here. What are you saying today, man? How are we doing? You holding up all right? Listen, Canada, she's my sweetheart. You gotta gotta treat her well. If you gotta didn't, take her doesn't out. Sound like she treated you too well. <laughs> Couple too many seltzers for the boys. Yeah, you know the the, uh, the park hangouts here, the uh, very not a, not legal park hangouts here in Toronto <laughs> that we love to do behind Doug Ford's back. Still got the uh, circles in the park? Is that is that still a thing? You know what they they got rid of those. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even without COVID, it was kind of nice little space between you and the next. Park yeah, later. I I don't need I don't need you coming over asking me to play slam ball. I'm I'm good. Right. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at all, Can Audio. We will uh, we will post the slew of uh, of social media links that Maddie has in the show notes, like we do usually. Uh, also, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now on your uh, podcast app of choice. Maddie, there are some rumors flying around the basketball world, and you know what happens when it's time to talk squeak, squeak, swish. We come to you, and uh, but before we do, are you in recovery mode, or do you got a point for us tonight? What's happening there? Oh no! I am in full out. I got the BioSteel red water bottle Look going at this today. Guy. For just, you. just all about the hydration <laughs> today, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, there, there's nothing hard about anything. There's nothing hard about me right now. I am full. Okay. <laughs> full uh, uh, squeeze bottle going at the moment. I know you caught it there earlier before I get to the point that I'm going to, uh, I, I didn't beat myself up quite as bad over the long weekend. So I got something sitting here, but before we get to that one, uh, I know you caught the clip from, uh, from, from Monday morning show episode, yeah. uh, 984, man, I, I used to hit you over the head pretty hard on the seltzers when you'd bring those on here. And ever since Bangarang came into my life, I, I think I've changed my tune a little bit, man. And it's, yep. it's probably, I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to gloat. I don't know if you want to hit me with it. I, I was pretty hard on you, and all of a sudden, there I am, right uh, right there alongside with you. Because sometimes, man, on a hot day, 
just perfect. Like last night, it was the pink can, right? It's it's cream soda. <laughs> like there's nothing macho about it. It's but it was just fantastic. Listen, Brett the Hitman Hart. That was neon pink and black. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the Macho Man Randy Savage himself. Yeah. There was some lime green. There was some neon pink. Listen, don't talk to me about being macho and, and pink. No man. And listen, you gotta be macho good, to wear pink. For the good listeners, okay, when I saw you last week, let, let's let just call a spade a spade here. I brought you some seltzers, and I chose not to call you out on the on the good podcast. Right, that's true. That's right, eh? You you didn't, uh, you could have let me have it there, and uh, and those are pretty good. Those were out of left field. Uh, a couple of them, yeah, were pretty nice, um, but it's true. You chose not to wallop me once the mics were running, and... And I appreciate that, That's but it. it was time That's to it. it was time to champ up here and let the world know. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So I got in front of me here. This one, uh, any kind of craft beer fan knows this one. Probably have have all had it before. But this is a cruising through the galaxy from Cameron's Brewing Company, six point two percent IPA, and uh, it was something nice that's going to allow me to cruise through this podcast uh, in a similar fashion. Although with the brakes maybe pumped a little bit compared to how Maddie cruised through his long weekend. <laughs> Um, look, it's, uh, it's crazy season in the NBA. And one of the craziest things we're hearing right now is about Kevin Durant and the possibility that the Raptors may be in on that. I want to ask you about what you may or may not have to give up to get him. I want to ask you about, uh, you know, whether or not you think the Raptors even should be trying to, but take us through what's happened in Brooklyn that has him wanting to leave. Cause I got to be honest with you, man, this, I know there's more to it than this, but it was hilarious to me to see Kyrie kind of acting like a dink for as long as he did. And he's not getting vaccinated. So he can't play inside <laughs> New York state. And then he gives this weird quote at the end of the season that was very cryptic and whatever. And he, he kind of goes, yeah, you know what? I'm going to opt in. I'm going to stay here in Brooklyn. And it almost felt like 15 minutes later, KD was like, okay, then I'm out, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's sort of how it came off to me. How did we get here? Why does KD want out of Brooklyn? Oh, geez. It, what, do you, what do you call it? I call it, this is silly season. Yes, And exactly. there, is, there is no league in the, in the world that is sillier than the NBA. Because just the power and strength that the star player has. Yeah. And it sounds like a great idea, right? I mean, you go, let's go back a couple of years. Raptors win the championship 2019, throw the entire league into just absolute disarray. Because <laughs> you've got Clay Thompson out with, um, he had the ACL. And then you had KD with the uh, Achilles. And then you've got Kawhi going to go wherever he wants to go next. LeBron James is like, I'm, I'm in LA with the Lakers at this moment. Like everything yeah. was just nuts, right? The world went the world went mental for a little bit there, and he's what got happens teams. when the Larry O B moves north of the border. Yeah. But he just kind of melts down. Like, what do we do? You have to get the new pass, yeah. passport. It was it was a mess. Yeah. So we get that going, and what you'd had is, is you have a team like Brooklyn, who's always since they you know since they become Brooklyn and no longer New Jersey, have been trying to move up and make themselves feel like the big players, right? Mm-hmm. So they look at a guy like. KD and they look at Kyrie who are best friends who want to play together and they're like do you really want to go to the Knicks like nobody wants to go to the fucking yeah it's the fucking Knicks like <laughs> so they full out just say hey carte blanche here's the control here's the keys to the franchise 
And we should mention, this is with, you mentioned KD's Achilles. KD's going to miss the first year of this contract when he signs it. Like, he's yes, done. Yeah. 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 He's, they basically paid him to rehab at their facility. Yeah. Right? Sweet work if you can get it, man. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how you want to live. <laughs> there, I mean, there have been some crazy stats showing, like, how many games they've played together. It seems like, like single digits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's just like it was KD, then it was Kyrie, or, you know, then it was COVID, then it was Kyrie, then it was, you know, like, James Harden is coming to the team. Now, James Harden doesn't want to be on the team no more. Right. This was an absolute folly all the way around. And it's hard to say that when you have one of the two best players on the planet for the last five years and KD on your team. Mm-hmm. But you have a guy like Kyrie who, listen, as skilled as he is, he might be one of the great ballers of all time. But he can just not stay on a team long enough to not create conflict. There's just something about him, whether he... Yeah, there's big personalities there. And I've read lots of stuff about him being such an intelligent, smart guy. Maybe the problem is he's just too smart. Maybe he just doesn't know when to just not tell everybody else we're being stupid. That's why Maybe he's willing that's to it. do his own research on the on the vaccine. Much much like Karen from uh, the grocery <laughs> store. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we're, we're, how do we get here? How do we get? The, they gave these guys too much control, and then when they actually had a pretty decent team, to be very, be very frank with you, they fell in love with trying to give up all your depth again and go after a guy like James Harden. Yeah, create another super team, right? Like the Heat did. Who, and, yeah. at the same time, though, was about 20 pounds overweight and literally trying to get himself kicked off of Houston. <laughs> all right, well, listen, I'm the last guy in the world to fault him for that first part. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, man. And and this became one of those things that it, where Harden rolls in there. He's not what he's supposed to be. Kyrie's not really willing to play or not able to play because of being unvaccinated and New York state puts in this thing where, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to work. And that includes yep. uh, the, the, the arena there. So we can't play any of the 41 home games, can't play any of the games against the Knicks, which is obviously also in, in the city. So you're paying yep. this superstar to not play for you. And when they get back together and, and, you know, to, in time for the playoffs this year, it just falls apart. They get just punted. And at no point did they ever look like this team was in sync, right? And our poor boy, Steve Nash, is trying to hold it together down there as the coach. He's a first-time head coach. Maybe that's a mistake, too. Maybe yeah. you need a more experienced, yeah. more hand-on-the-wheel kind of guy. I think he needed somebody with a, with a better hand on the team. Yeah. And I don't, I, don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's saying too much. I think part of it, also has to do with the fact that I don't know if we see any other league that fires as many coaches. <laughs> it's like a revolving door of, of coaches sometimes. So, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting place to be in it. I say that being respectful to the fact that really since the last 25 years, we're always like, well, this is a player's league. Right. But I have, I mean, no other league is in this, this point because of the reach these guys have on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. Yeah, they're celebs. Um, they're celebs who happen to play basketball at right. this point, right? Uh, which is very, very different than any other type of league and player. Um, and it creates this... And man, like the, the craziest thing about Ky, uh, KD is just a week and a half ago, Kyrie's like, cool, you know what? I'm not going to go be a, a 
free agent. I'm going to stay. I'll stay here in Brooklyn, yeah. And then two days later, Kyrie, you're right, Katie's like, well, you know, maybe I'm out. Maybe I'm now, out, huh? <laughs> And I think a lot of it has to do with, I think he's, he's realized that this team, you know, KD is getting older, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's 34, if I'm not mistaken, at this moment. Now, he is coming, you know, he's had a couple bad injuries. Um, I mean, the Achilles being the, the, the obvious worst one. But he doesn't seem to have, you know, it's not like he's any worse since the injury either. Um, he's got a couple years left, but I think looking at a guy like LeBron, you're realizing, hey, it, your time's ticking. Yeah. And if you want to leave your mark, and he's, you know, it, it's been pretty well documented that the reason he left Golden State was because he didn't feel like winning with Golden State allowed him to leave his mark. No, that's Steph's team, right? And he was exactly. taking shit for having lo- uh, left OKC, show up in Golden State, and create again one of these super teams, but but that's Steph's team. He was already doing his thing, and and you don't get the credit for being the guy that put them over the top. And exactly, uh, I think that's a part of his legacy. And you mentioned there Kyrie's personality and what that's been like. But KD has had many questions like that asked about him as well. And every almost everywhere <laughs> he's gone, you know, before we get to the Toronto angle on this. You know, in OKC, by the end of it, he's sort of like, I don't want to play with Russell Westbrook anymore, right? Like, they, they were set up there. That that Oklahoma team was pretty friggin' good, right? And and between him and Westbrook, looked like they were going to be for quite a while. He bolts, he goes to Golden State, he realizes, okay, now this isn't my team. I'm not the guy, and actually, I'm taking a bit of a beating over the fact that... You know, I, I jumped and I'm just kind of hanging on and, and winning with somebody else. So, yeah, now I'm going to do this thing in Brooklyn. I'm going to jump over there. I'm going to rehab this ankle. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to make that my team in New York City. And that hasn't worked either. And he, everywhere where he's sort of had to be the guy, it hasn't really panned out yet. And and we've seen, you know, rumors about, you know, you mentioned people being celebrities on social media, uh, KD maybe having a few social media accounts, some that don't have his name on them. Uh, there's been some stuff with this guy too, man. Um, you know, as we sort of start to blend this into Toronto, what do you make of Kevin Durant at this point? You know, both what he can still do on the court after these injuries and what you might be getting off the court and whether this is a guy you're, you'd be ready to hitch your wagon to. A hundred and twenty-five percent. Like, let, let's not let, let's not screw around with it. And, it. and this this is what I loved a lot about the internet the last couple of days. You know, leading up to it, it's just like I, I was on one group chat that just you know just basketball talk, and I had these guys in there saying, "Oh, I, you know, I love that we're even in the conversation, but there's no way we trade Scotty Barnes and a draft pick for for Kevin Durant." And I had to stop them and just say. Shut the fuck up <laughs> because you have a guy who's like, no, I can't remember where he rates all time on, on points and stuff like that at the moment or three pointers and all that, that like the heavy, heavy stats there. But I can tell you when he was playing on golden state warriors with all those great players, he was the most valuable player in the finals. Right. It <laughs> wasn't the other guys. It was him. Right. Right, he was the one that was going when it was actually you know the finals were going on. Everybody was talking about KD versus LeBron mm-hmm. going head to head. It wasn't Steph going head to head with LeBron, right? Right. It was KD. Now I think KD might have been a little ahead of his time with Russell Westbrook, realizing, hey, 
this guy's just athletic and he's not really fun to play with. It's just, you know, <laughs> give me the ball. Let me do my thing. Yeah. So I think KD, you know, the, the annals of time have maybe shown him to be a little bit smarter on that angle. Okay. Because at um, the time he was getting roasted for it. And, and maybe you're he right. Was getting like roasted. His, his take there has aged pretty well, right? Because Russell Westbrook is sort of, you know, <laughs> has maybe shown KD yeah. to be correct, as oh. you suggested. Yeah. Yeah, and like there is nobody right now who wants to play basketball with Westbrook over Kevin Durant. Right. Right, like a, a short five years later, right? So it, I think KD was, was maybe just, you know, reading the tea leaves there. And I think that's part of what, what he's doing here. He's, he's reading the tea leaves. And listen, he's down in L.A. right now practicing basketball with Kyrie Irving. So I, I don't think there's necessarily a conflict between them about this. I think what happened was Kyrie was literally thinking, I might dip, but hey, I, I still got to get my $38 million. Yeah. <laughs> and how am I going to do it? Right. But, but KD's also going like, yeah, but I need to get, the, like, I don't trust this team. Yeah, I'd like not to Kyrie, win some shit. Right? I don't like, trust this team. And this team has not made the right decisions in who they're bringing in, right? Like, they probably made a mistake by bringing in Harden. Yeah. So they got out of that mistake by getting Ben Simmons back, who also isn't playing basketball. Yeah. But we're not really sure. Is it a back injury? Is it more mental fatigue from playing in Philly? Um, was it from dating a Jenner? Uh, we're not really sure. Right? But we know this guy does not shoot the basketball. <laughs> He's terrified of it. Yeah. So now, now, you know, bringing it back to where you were going there, you know, what does it matter to give up? I'm just, sorry, I kind of jumped off there. I got too excited um, about like Scotty Barnes. Listen, I am a huge fan. Hold on, hold on, Barnes hold on. Fan. We're not there yet. I'm not going to let you jump ahead. I don't want to talk okay. about yet what we're giving up here. Don't get ahead of me. Okay, all right. Because you're right. This will be – I'm running through the roster. And look, obviously the reason we're doing this tonight is because you're far more plugged into this than I am. But I'm looking at the roster. I'm looking at some of the suggested trades. I'm going, fuck. I, I ain't – I ain't – trying to be out here trading Malachi Flynn either, right? Like, there's some guys here. Yeah. If you're going to trade for KD, it's going to hurt. So we will get to that in a second. As it pertains to still just Kevin Durant, if he was willing to come to Toronto, it sounds like, you know, you're still real high on the talent. And at 34, he is getting up there and he has been through some injuries, but still very productive. Do you think... That's a guy based on with the pieces in Toronto that he would be playing with, where they're at in their cycle. Is this something that you would realistically want to pursue? And, and like, does he fit? And would you be worried that in a year or two, given his past, he doesn't just go, yeah, I don't really care how much you had to give up. I'm out. I'm, I'm gone again. Right. Like, is that a concern for you? I mean, he would give us two solid years. Of being title contenders again. Yeah. And maybe to what Toronto has to do, maybe this is what Messiah's figured out. And I think, you know, he kind of said it, you know, this is what I was planning for when Kawhi came available. <clears throat> and we all, you know, we just didn't know how long it was going to be till another op- opportunity came. Yeah, to so get a guy like that. Yeah. What he, so what has he done? Again, though, he's built this team with so much upside and potential and guys who have done it and can do it. It's a very and good all we team need is this guy without the guy, right? Yes. Okay. But with the guy, you immediately go to contenders, right? Now, based on what we saw this year and how everything played out, if next season Jason Tatum from Boston got hurt and was out the season, 
there's no reason the Toronto Raptors couldn't just get to the finals. But, like, it would take injury luck, and it would take, you know, everybody on the Raptors taking a step forward. Sure, and it's a young team. X, Y, Z. But if you just put KD on this team and you subtract any two players, we're still the favorites. Okay, because I do feel like I've handcuffed you here by not allowing you to talk about what might be heading out the door. So why don't we get to that? Because I have seen a couple of types of trades that it might take to get this done. And it sort of depends what Brooklyn wants to do. Toronto has a lot of pieces, has a lot of depth, has a lot of things that Brooklyn would be interested in. But it depends. Do they want a player? And that does remind you of of when they had to trade to acquire Kawhi Leonard, right? And they had to trade DeMar. DeMar was yeah. the best player that was being offered back to them. Forget about the rest of the trade, everything, the, the picks, whatever was going to go back and forth. DeMar DeRozan was the best player available to uh, to San Antonio. Was it or Houston? No, San Antonio. San yeah. When they traded for Kawhi. So there's a couple things at play here. What does Brooklyn want to do? When they traded to get Harden, they traded away a pile of first-round picks to Houston which means a rebuild right now for them isn't really what they're Not looking so to do. Not so great. Right. And even <laughs> if you get a bunch of firsts from Toronto, normally you want to rebuild with your firsts and someone else's firsts, right? So so I have to assume they would prefer to trade for a player. And maybe that's Scotty Barnes, the reigning rookie of the year. Are you prepared to give up on him for you know, the history and the the baggage that KD might bring and, and may bounce on you? Or would it be more like Pascal Siakam and one or two firsts? Or is it a pick uh, a package with neither of those guys, but like five or six first-round picks, which we've seen before in the NBA? No matter what, man, this hurts if you want to get a player like this, just like it hurt when you traded DeMar to get Kawhi. But this is sort of the way this works. What would you, you know, I'm sure you've seen all the same things I have and, and more about the possible types of packages that it might take, the names that would be bantied around, what Brooklyn might be looking to do. What's on the table for you and what makes you pump the brakes and go, no, that's too rich. I'm not doing that. You already hit something here, man. It's like everybody winning the championship made everybody forget how upset everyone was when we traded DeMar. Yeah, well, titles do that, right? What Fuck whatever happened beforehand, we got the title. Everybody right. just forgets, like... But you had to trade like one of the most popular trade. guys in franchise history. Yeah, and a guy who never wanted to leave. And made it clear after you traded him, hey, I signed, I stayed, I wanted to be there, I'm crushed. Like, he didn't make it easy either, right? Like, nor should he, no, I'm not I, saying that. No, <clears throat> no. And, but, but this is it, right? Everybody's forgotten, like... Oh, this is the guy we gave up, plus extra stuff, right? But we had a title, so we didn't care, right? Right now, the title's never guaranteed, right? Like we we all know that. No, getting KD, what is it, the second getting round KD. against Philadelphia, that yeah. game seven, you missed that shot, one bounce, yeah, one bounce. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. and maybe now it's though. a bust. Kawhi's leaving. You traded Demar. Fuck Masai. Everything's yeah. the whole world's different. Everything's changed, right? <laughs> Everything's changed. Yeah, two years of KD knowing that he is still one of the top two to three players in the league is worth a risk of Scotty Barnes. Wow. Potential. I can't because, believe you said that. I'm honestly, and, I'm shocked. <laughs> good. Good. This is good. This is good podcasting. Wow, I'm, glad, man. I'm glad. 
I, and you know how I feel about this guy. Yeah. You know, I love this kid. Um, that I was one of the, I thought it was a bad mistake that we passed over Suggs and was quickly and utterly proven wrong and have been on the front of the Scotty Barnes bandwagon yeah, for yeah. a very long time right now. But we cannot be silly and just decide that a guy who won the rookie of the year is now going to be as good as a guy who's an all time great. We are talking about a guy who is a top two power forward of, or sorry, a small forward of all time. Okay, and I agree with you. And I want to let you, but you are talking about also two years versus probably 10 or 12 years potentially that you might have Scott. So you're right. Even if he's never as good, yeah. there is a, you know, future of the franchise thing to maintain as well. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm just, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm surprised. You've got me reeling here, man, that you'd be willing to give up Scotty over this. I, I I was more willing to go to Pascal, and, and I would do that, and I would let Scotty run kind of beside KD. Now, oh, yeah. No, 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 wait, wait. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that either. I'm telling you, that is my market. If you're Brooklyn and I'm Masai and you're asking me, it's Scotty plus a pick, I'm like, okay, see you, man. Scotty, this is very nice. Now, you know how I value Scotty. Yeah. So if it's any other player on the Raptors, I'm like, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. We've enjoyed our time together. Now again, you can't. What you can't do is go. Okay, I'm going to have Katie, Scotty, and Malachi Flynn like a running point here for the Raptors. Right. That's not going to cut it. No, right? that's too thin. <clears throat> we're we're still too thin up front. Yeah. Um, I think it's based on everything I've seen, and, and you know the the one or two contacts I have who more into media. Um, it sounds like it's more likely going to be Gary Trent, OG, a bunch of picks is kind of what the Raptors best best offer. Uh, best offer will be. You know, not doesn't to be, mean Brooklyn again, will take it, but exactly. Maybe they don't take it. Um, maybe there's a, you know a scenario where it's Pascal instead of OG. Well, I, you know, and, and you run out like a you're running out uh, precious um, Scotty. KD, OG, you know, like and and Freddie or something like that, right? Like one of the things I saw, and I, his name's escaping me now. You'd know him right away. He's a reporter for TSN who covers uh, covers the raps. It's you know, Lewandowski. Up, yeah, that's anyway. Is that uh, you know? Would you be willing to do Pascal and Gary Trent and keep your picks? Like maybe it's one first round pick instead of yeah. You know, is that something? Is that to, like I know what you're saying. If it's Scotty versus Pascal, see a Pascal or whatever. But if you're gonna have to do Gary Trent with him to make Brooklyn stay interested, is that too rich for you? Oh yeah, and uh, Pascal and Cause, Gary. Because at the same time, that, you have just tried to sell me this is a top, you know, whatever wow. player of all time. Yeah. And, yeah, and 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 that's what I'm gonna say is like it's still to me is like because I can get another guy who can be Gary. Right. Right. But the jump from Pascal to even though Pascal is a third-team All NBA talent, yep, we're talking about a guy who is, you know, the the topper, the top of the talent, right? Yeah. Um, especially if you got one shot in one game, that's the guy, right? That that's what it comes down to. I uh... I, I would give up. I would give up Gary on top of that. I I think the it, my only concern with this this the trade talk like this is exactly what happened with Kawhi, right? It goes. How much can you give up before you've given up too much? Right. You now have not this from, star, but he doesn't have enough around you 
around him to to get you there to to win. You you just change your team. They're the Raptors, and you're now Brooklyn, right? With no help, right? And like, yeah, maybe him and Scotty are great, but him and Scotty aren't great if they've got to play sixty minutes a game, right? Right. So the Raptors with Chris Boucher or whatever, who I love, but but let's but let's be real, right? Let's be honest, right? Yeah. So that they do have to figure out. And they have to figure out how he fits into their team. Again, he is, you know, he, he's a guy who likes to move the ball, but he's not necessarily, you know, as young as the rest of that team, right? I think that's the one caveat that Raptor fans have to be aware of. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam fit into a timeline with Kevin Durant a lot more. Right, yeah, yeah. If right? We're going for it now. We got two, three years where this guy's still at his best. We're sort of mortgaging the future a little bit, so keep your yes. keep your older players around him. Yeah, so I think that's that's to me why I see a guy like OG, and I'm like, he's got to be the he has to be the the piece right. that you're kind of building this package around, right? And now again, you might want you might have to give up a couple too many draft picks. Yeah, um, you, you can't really look at a guy like moving a guy like. Like you push you to sign, so you can't can't move yes just yet. Anyways, you can't move Precious. Uh, you can't move Sad Young, who you just acquired as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're too thin up front, so you've got to look to move from your wings, and that's your OG, your Gary Trent. Unfortunately, right? Um, you're not moving Freddie because again, he's the one who probably time, times in like the best age wise timeline wise. So yeah. It's it's an interesting thing because I think you know Utah just traded Gobert for a ton of picks. I think it was at least five firsts in there, wasn't there? Like, uh, yeah, and, and people are going nuts. They're like, "Well, if you got this for Gobert, imagine what you'd get for KD." Right. Like, well, well, no, it's not. It's not how trades work. Totally right? different like, situations. What are the teams looking to get out of it? What are we yeah. trying to do with this right now? Because, like, let's think about this, right? Like, if TCA traded, you know, Rob. And they knew what they were getting for Rob. Bucket of and then, the, yeah, and <laughs> you know the next the next team coming in, they they want Maddie. Well, it starts with oh, you know two two dozen pucks okay. <laughs> and, two, and a couple bagger and two dozen pints. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, because we we've got that market in the sand, right? But, you know, trades don't work that way, right? Because it's what what team needs that guy, right? What teams need these, you know, these players? And I know they kept saying, you know, the Raptors might be tied into um, Gobert, but I, I never really felt like that was a viable trade that the Raptors would want to make based on the amount of money he makes and the type of player he is and wh- where you would put that player uh, and how that player fits in. Like, i got to be honest, man. Having him move over to Minnesota is the funniest <laughs> I'm taking a big splash, but I'm really just stepping to the left of the line. Right. I'm in the same line. I'm just beside that line. Right. Lateral move. Not yeah. Really. Like, you know, you know, when you're on the 401 and those people just keep switching lanes yes. side to side. Ah, this is the secret. And, and stop and go traffic. No one else yeah. knows about it. <laughs> that's what, that's what the Timberwolves just did. But they did it in like a very fancy car and, ex- and just yelled out to everybody. Hey, we're switching lanes. Um, so let's, after all of this, you know, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, and maybe it shouldn't be burst, but there's a lot of talk about Phoenix Suns. There's a lot of talk about Miami in terms of places he yeah. wants to go. But it also depends on what Brooklyn wants in return, and everybody seems to suggest that Toronto, as far as Brooklyn goes, probably 
can can service what Brooklyn needs best. How real is this? Do you think legitimately, and I'm not saying you're guaranteeing it's happening, but do you think Toronto is legitimately in a place right now where it's realistic to think, yeah, this could happen in the next little while. They may they may acquire Kevin Durant. Is that yeah? You you might want to think about getting your, giving your Kevin Durant jersey, getting uh, putting away my big country and uh, yeah and getting yeah a, finally yeah. <laughs> after twenty five years finally getting I'm, I'm the never big putting down. away the big big country. That's always going to be the, look. Is is this actually on the table? Do you think this is has a reasonable chance of becoming a thing? Yeah. No. No. This this is this is a thing. This is a thing. Um, the Miami rumors are rumors because it's Miami. Right. Okay. Well, um, because is, he had them on his, there's two yeah, things to I, consider I, here. Where does he want to go and what can the team yeah. get? You know, I, I have Miami on my list too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have Pat Riley's not calling me. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, no, that that's a thing with Miami, right? Like I've heard stuff like, Oh, you know, what's going to be Lowry and Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson we saw Duncan Robinson last year. We saw Tyler here last year. Those were guys who had one great year in the bubble. They were bubble guys. The Raptors didn't even want those two guys for Kyle Lowry right. in a sign to trade. Right. right? Like we were like, no, we don't want those guys. <laughs> we, we want, we want that guy in the back that, you know, you guys are undervaluing, not these two white guys right. who date Instagram models. <laughs> um, no, you're kind of all over the map there. I, I liked him. I didn't like him. I like him again. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, wait, wait yeah. a second. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like my type of guy. Right. Um, but, like, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to come up with a package. If you're going to tell me the package is going to be Kyle Lowry and, you know, Tyler Hero and draft picks, I'm like, well, no. the Raptors clearly can do better than that. Yeah. Right. Like, and then it's a thing of, like, well, it must be he just doesn't want to come to Toronto. You're going to play with a team of now it's just you and Jimmy Butler. So how is that different than you and Kyrie? Yep. Right. If if, if he's serious about he wanting to Miami, win, you mean, yeah, yeah. So Miami, but if he's serious about winning a championship, the teams that are available for him to do that, I know we had to. I know there's talk about Golden State quite a bit today, specifically. That's off the table because they can't put anything together. Right. They can't get him here making the right money. Right. Yep. Um, or move the players. It is really the Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors. Do you think, or he's staying in Brooklyn? Because everybody's throwing around an awful lot of clips, and they're awesome, man. I like it that earlier in his career, talking about how much he liked the Raps growing up as a kid. There's lots of clips of him talking real nice about Nick Nurse, the Raptors' head coach. Do you believe he would come to Toronto? I'm not going to say he's, you know, the Raptors. He wanted to leave Oklahoma, and as far as the GQ quotient, I mean, we got Drake, but to Americans, Toronto is is at least it's in uh, Oklahoma is at least in America, right? Like a lot of Americans don't love the idea. They like coming up here for a Saturday night at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do they want to come up and live here? I I wonder with a guy like this. No, I know you saw the clip that was on First Take or whatever the hell a show that was today. And I, I've seen the guy on TV before, but he's not one of the more popular ones. I can't remember him. Yeah. But he said he was the one who came out this morning and said, well, you know, it's not in America. Yeah. And, you know, to an African-American, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Toronto is the most multicultural con- city in the country because we all know that's like a kind of a made-up stat that Toronto just started propagating. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you, if you want to live in Utah – right. If you want to live 
in San Antonio? Right. You want to live? Uh, there's, there's. In, you want to, you want to play for like the eighteen Boston cities Celtics? in the NBA? Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's, in, unless you want to talk about Chicago, New York, Miami. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're probably LA, of a, yeah. a, a guess what a safer option as well if you ever get pulled over by the cops here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Then if you, then if you just you know your headlight, your you know your turning lights out on your car in the U.S. <laughs> Let's be serious about that. Yeah. Um. I, I think he. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. He is also one of these guys who is not exactly like the party guy. Right? He's like, a different guy. Like he doesn't think there, like everybody been, else, right? Like, yeah, there's been quotes about him. Like you know, somebody was saying like you know he doesn't carry a hairbrush, you know, <laughs> in his like dot bag, and he's just like or a pick for his like beard, and he's just like well because all he cares about is is basketball. Right. He's like not concerned about the rest of it. Um, like I said, he is a different cat. He's a different cat. Um, so I don't know that like. If, he sat down with Masai, we wouldn't be okay. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I don't think we would not be okay with this. So I, I, I would honestly tell you, I think it's just as likely the deal that would get him to Phoenix is the one that's comparable. Um, and it would have to, it would have to be facilitated by Utah. That's the only way it works. Right. It's Phoenix be a cannot do it deal. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix cannot do it themselves. So now you're, it's getting more expensive because you've got to incentivize Utah to do it for you, right? Whereas a, oh, exactly. a deal with the Raptors is a straight-up deal with the Raptors. So This is interesting, man. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. th- th- this is the most interesting. Look, and, and the Raps have been through some shit, right, playing in Tampa and, and everything that they went through there, um, you know, in the bubble as defending champs. This is the most interesting couple of days around the Toronto Raptors off the court for me. Since is he gonna stay or is he gonna go with Kawhi after the title? Right? Remember they're talking about who's flying in. They're they're they're, they're monitoring the planes back and forth between Toronto and LA. That was quite the soap opera in the summer of 2019. And this to me is is right up there. And if for no other reason, because I don't know if KD after his injuries and at his age is quite what Kawhi was when he got here. Maybe you disagree. I know you're very high on KD, but as far as name value goes, this guy would put the Raptors back on the map in a big way. And one of the most interesting things to me as I've watched this play out over the last day or two has been watching all that American media have to say out loud, hey, that Toronto team is pretty good. They have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of talent. Yeah. They might be able to give Brooklyn yeah. what they need because they love to ignore the Raps whenever they can, and this has forced them to go, okay, actually, the Raptors have a lot of really good pieces, and this might yeah, we might thing, <laughs> be a thing. Yeah. I've loved that, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, obviously, as Raptor fans, obviously, that is kind of like the nicety of this, just how <laughs> these guys just be so upset to have to admit it out loud. Yes. Um, and it's like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> why are you guys so worried about, about admitting that, you know, Fred Van Vliet's like a hooper? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> what did Fred Van Vliet ever do to you? I, I don't really know. Um, he lived in another country. How dare he? Yeah. Did, did somebody scam you on conversion <laughs> rates between American and Canadian money one day? I don't know. Like, just always is there hated some, Tim Bits. Yeah. 
they just can't handle timbits when they come up here. Yeah. Look, the last thing. Uh, and oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, I, it, 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 it's it's so funny, right? Because I think we like, you know, in the NHL, we always say like, oh man, like these people, you know, why don't these other fans just leave us alone? Right. And in the NBA, it's like, hey, guys, don't forget about us. Guys, yeah, no, there guys, is. Don't forget. Yeah, that inferiority complex a little bit on one side, and uh, yeah, it, it's just sort of how it plays out. Before we get out of here, man, would you like to critique, would you like to weigh in on the other video that is currently up on our TCA Instagram page of Drake joining the Backstreet Boys on stage okay. in Toronto on Saturday night? Let's hear it, man. I was supposed to make a last-minute decision to go to that concert. You had uh, BSB tickets in your back pocket there, did you? I had, yeah, I had, well, I, we were with, it was, it was a buddy's birthday party, you know, we were in our little, our circles in the park, and uh, it was like, hey, you guys should come, and we're like, yeah, we want to, we, we, you know, we <laughs> got to tie it all back. Yeah, in, you of know? course, man. Um, and we, we were supposed to make the call, we were supposed to like, let's do it, we we're like, yeah, let's, let's go, like, why not, it should be fun, and I had a, another friend just randomly message me and tell me, she's like, hey any interest in this? Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to head down. And I was like, okay, give me 10 minutes. I'm, we're just trying to sort our stuff out here. There's a couple of us yeah. just going to sort it out. Right. Sure. I said, you know what? Nah, it's going to be tough. Cause there's, there's just a couple too many of us and it's going to be a, a little bit. And this was over Anyways, on the Island or, or not. Uh, this is over. Not the even the Island. This, no. is, this is at the amp. Yeah. Okay. This is at the amp. Yeah. My friend sends me a video. She's front. She's like literally five rows from the front in the pit. And uh, Drake walking out, and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me here. you got to be kidding me. I don't know, man. His, his credibility took a major hit here. I, this is this is the first time I've looked at Drake and gone, wow. Wow. Really? So, and I, I know for a fact you know more BSB songs than you know Drake songs. That is actually factual, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's, that is completely factual. Um well, we had um, two or three weeks ago, Shrides was on the on the show, and I asked her if she went to see BSB up here in Ottawa before the pandemic. They had come up and they were playing an outdoor show, or maybe it was, I can't remember. I obviously wasn't there that I will admit to. Uh, and I said, it's gotten weird. And we were talking about the idea that bands age better. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, 78-year-old Mick Jagger and a guitar and, a, like, ACDC did it long. Like... Whereas boy bands, it got weird, right? When you're 45, 50 years old and you're doing choreographed dances and it just ages differently, right? And it's like, does anybody really want to watch their dad do that? And then they all put on Red Blacks jerseys so the crowd would cheer for them. And it was was so uncomfortable. And then here it is, Saturday night, I'm sitting down, getting ready to watch the UFC. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Drake's walking out there and... I wonder, man, did did Backstreet pull him down into fifty year old dad territory? And we're gonna have Shrides on the show in a week or two again, and, oh. and we'll ask her. But but did 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 BSB pull Drake down, or did wow. Drake give them the rub and go, no, these guys are still cool. These dads are still out there doing their thing, man. It's it's weird though. Did I was shocked. Wait, is that did John Cena give Austin Theory the rub, or did oh Austin God. Theory give John Cena the rub? This guy's still here and he's still relevant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my God, it was crazy. Oh uh, wow, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of it from that way. But like, I, I can tell you, I know a number of women in my life who were like, "Oh my God, 
Drake, 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 Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I listen, man. I know, like, listen, we're you know we're a little bit old yeah. too. Uh, we forget. It is important to remember that Drake is not like cool the way Drake used to be cool. Is it because of the neck massages he was handing out on the Raptors bench? And uh, <laughs> I mean, those didn't make it any less cool or more. <laughs> those are neutral, neutral right. coolness. All right. Um, I, I think, and I say this like even you know, even in the city, um, you know, I'm not hanging out at the necessarily those same bars I used to be even pre-COVID anymore. But you know, I've got enough young, um, young em- younger employees, sure, right, right? That I. Um, I'm getting enough. I'm getting enough. A little bit from people I know who are, you know, intern at certain places. Right. Um, you know, he's. I, I think he's. He's almost like a. He's like the Godfather in the city now. He's not. He's not the cool guy. Okay. He's not cool, man. He's, he's not pushed out Cardinal. So, <laughs> so when I think about it, it's like yeah, but like it's like you know the women that are telling me like oh my god and the Backstreet Boys and Drake and I'm like yeah, you're my age. You, you know yeah. I I know you know you're. Yeah. Drake is almost going like I need to double down on the people who already love me right now, which are those people. Man, okay, okay. don't I, don't forget that. No, I, that's an interesting point, man. I'm glad you're driving or uh, the, drawing this line. There is me. a there is a Venn diagram of BSB and Drake fans that is very aligned. It overlaps more <laughs> okay. than I would have thought. Yeah. All right. Oh, way way more, way more because <laughs> it was all the it was all the girls like your like your sisters yes, who were getting grade what seven. I'm saying. Yep. Who you know, the Backstreet Boys are twenty years older than, yeah. or fifteen years older than. Yeah. But then when Drake comes out, and now they're in university, well, Drake's kind of within the five year age range, right? Yeah, I guess. So there's there is this like weird Venn diagram of like, it's it's the right it's the right. Well, by then, Venn my diagram. sisters had moved on to Eric Church, so well, it sort of loses something there, right? Well, you know, country girls, right? Like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> But I know what there you're saying. The age group. There was and, something about a chicken fry and a Friday night. Exactly, man. That's, <laughs> you've you, you've got our family pinned down a little bit better than to think <laughs> we're we're listening to Drake around the campfire yeah. at the college. Well, the, the Venn the Venn diagram of Backstreet Boys to Drake is is actually just me in the it's middle. It's just you. <laughs> if you're at our at the cottage, the Venn diagram of men who like both. It's just you standing there, man. Just, you know what? Good on you. <laughs> Hold it and, down, throw, and we just throw the one in with the bangerang yes. and the seltzers. It's a that good that Venn diagram yes. gets pretty, pretty <laughs> tight. It's it's a pretty thin diagram. Oh my god, it's true. Not a ton of crossover, but uh, but the guy standing in the middle of it is holding his head high, and we like that. So <laughs> every day, baby. Yeah, I will wind this one down here, man. This was fun. Uh, look, like I said, this is. As far as off-court stuff goes, as interesting as the raps have been in a couple of years again, right? A name as yeah. big as KD, man, it makes you wonder, right? Like, what could this team do? And, and we've seen Masai pull it off before. Nobody, There's no reason for anyone left in the Raptors fan base to doubt that if Masai Ujiri thinks this is the right thing to do, that he can't get it done. He can get it done. And uh, I'm fascinated, man. It is the epitome of, you know, we trust in Masai. Yeah. And as much as people last year, you know, everyone was upset with him. Oh, okay. You know, if that wasn't R. Kelly, I'd, yeah. <laughs> I would jump no, in true. This that. is a bad week to be referencing R. Kelly. Uh, <laughs> may he have an enjoyable 30-year stay at uh, whatever penitentiary. With uh, Bill and the rest of them. Yeah, fuck. No, it's true. <laughs> Maddie, this has been fun, man. I appreciate you making the time. And uh, it's a big story. And 
And obviously, you got a, a good handle on it. So uh, appreciate you making some time here early in the week. And uh, you know, this one came up kind of last minute as this it just kept building throughout the day. We uh, we had oh, to touch boy. on it. Well, my pleasure. And uh, hopefully, even by the end of the week, we might have some bigger news. Yes. Um, and we can uh, celebrate it in August. And uh, I'm going to leave it there as a cliffhanger. Leave it as a cliffhanger, baby. There's something coming in August. I think you people are going to like it. Maddie's all in on it. Maddie's dropping that uh, dropping that hook in the water. See if people are going to bite. We'll give you the details on that in the coming weeks on the podcast. Until then, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Audio, Facebook.com slash Toddy. Toddy. Facebook.com slash Audio. Yeah, it's one of those nights. Uh, Maddie is on Twitter at Matthew Lang. He's on Instagram at like 17 places underscore Maddie buckets underscore at Matt does physio, uh, switch club on all these platforms. These links will all be in the show notes. Cause I've no doubt butchered them here, but, uh, we'll wind this one down. Maddie, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, anytime my friend. Good to talk. And, uh, with that, we're out. We'll see you on the next episode of talk and audio. Now, y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink. I'm a haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app.